you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Go subscribe, rate, comment, share. Do it all. Do it on Stitcher. Do it on iTunes. Do it wherever it's available for you. We appreciate you doing that. Welcome to it. Hit the whistle, MVP behind the glass. It's a special day. Really? Yes. Happy New Uh, Year. All right. Yes, really capturing all the energy all the electricity that is the start of NFL free agency. Just literally moments ago, just a few seconds ago, it kicked off, and therefore we kick off the new episode of the DDFP, and we are joined in Studio 66, first of all, by the guy seated to my immediate left. He has a new theme song. Do we dare even play it, or do we risk missing more breaking news like Brock Osweiler getting traded from the Texans to the Cleveland Browns? Along with the second round draft, big eat your heart out NBA GMs who like salary dumping, expiring contracts and all that. It's a new world order here in pro football. It's Patrick Claibon. That's the guy who I was talking about there. Not Hello, Patrick Claibon. I want enthusiasm from you, from you, pal. Hey, Dave, it's the new year. We got a lot to kibitz about here. We have trades. Yes, we do. And seated to my immediate right back in Studio 66. Here she is, everybody. It's Cynthia Freeland. Wait, while we're jumping in on her theme music, are we? All right. It's Marianne's daughter here to steal the show. Back in the day, she had a mullet with a funky flow. Running marathons for her fitness goals. On the DDFP, she got the stat control. Because when it comes to the numbers, she's a gunslinger. She do the math in her head, she don't count fingers. No one to question the numbers, she'll waste to you. She's from Michigan, yo, it's Cynthia. Breaking news, Cynthia Freeland. DeAndre Levy is no longer a member of the Detroit Lions. Levy. Levy. Yeah. I always say levy. No, you could break the. Yeah, I get it. There's a lot of you can make a lot of good. You know, levy breaks. Breaking. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's broken. Part. He's broken. He didn't uh, play for most of last season. Right. So, so anyway, how are you, uh, Freeland? Excited? I mean, I cannot. This is the best day for Twitter. This might be the only day that I actually like love Twitter. Let's dig into all of it. But before we do that, let me introduce you to uh, to the new theme song. In case you've not heard it, <gasps> Cynthia, Cindy. Here it is, Patrick Claibon by the one-man house band Dick Banks. <laughs> He's that guy who hosts the show up to the minute. Every dream he has at night has Jack Bauer in it. <laughs> if you takes, then he'll give his. The arm takes, then yeah, strikes again. Star Wars movies, get him lit. What's that movie you were in? Nobody heard of it. The most handsome man Dave has on. That's He's true. Patrick 
Patrick, All right, that's enough. He's Patrick we have too much to get to. It's just such a jam. It yeah, is. It really is swell. It I is. You hear that, that at Coachella? And I don't think that's jive either. You are the most handsome guy that comes oh. in. Don't tell Handsome Hank. His name has the word handsome in it. I know. Yeah. We've discussed it. Uh, what's done is done. Listen, I didn't do this. <laughs> you know? But you did, though. Mother Nature and uh, Father Time combined. They made their love, and Patrick Claibon <laughs> was their spawn. Shout out to Dr. Ernest and Patience. <laughs> hey, yeah. before we dig in on pro football, I paid a visit to Adam Carolla and company over at the Adam Carolla Show on uh, on Wednesday. That's now up there for you. If you go to AdamCarolla.com, awesome. you'll find it. It was, uh, I think it was 75-ish minutes of, uh, of us. Uh, I mean, hot, you know, up-to-the-minute talk about things like the movie Face Off. Yep. We really dug in deep on that because America was waiting for us to yes. to break down Cobra again, and so we did that. We talked about this, that, and the other. Go check that one out. Great times always. Great with them. for a run. I'm going to be going in there uh, a couple times a month now, now that we've reached the off season. So I'll start uh, getting back in there on a more regular basis. Thanks for all the feedback on that. But all right, let but give us MVP one last time. Give us the sound effect here. So that we know you're just going to interrupt us when anything happens. Don't hesitate to hit that drop. Are we always going to ha- get that that beat of silence I before think it, we get it? All right. Yep. I think it, it encapsulates the the moment. What is it? It's a pregnant pause. Yeah, it's like, wrapped oh. in a velvety pause. Well, hit it now. You got a new one right there. I know that. Yes. Alshon Jeffrey to the Eagles. One-year deal, $14 million. One-year deal. There are a lot of people. Confidence. There are a lot of people on the big blue marble that have two first names, but Alshon Jeffrey distinguishes himself as having the only surname as his first name and a first name as his surname. That's really good. More importantly to Eagles fans, what does Alshon Jeffrey's arrival mean to Carson Wentz and company? I start with you, Cindy. Long, meaning he's tall. He's a great route runner. He's not as much of a yards after the catch guy. Now, that could be a little chicken, a little egg from the past in terms of who's been throwing him the ball before. But to me, he's he's, he's shown himself to be a great route runner. He creates separation, you know, outside guy. Good outside guy. Eagles needed an outside guy. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not ready yet. I know most people are, and uh, maybe that's because I'm not a diehard Eagles fan. But I I give a little more rope to uh, Nelson Aguilar. If you can drop him to to work in the slot and everything, I I think he still has some value Uh, potentially. You won't see Alshon in the slot very well, maybe. But, you know, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, there's just not, you know, right. uh, uh, but uh, the the Rams, we can get in. Well, we're going to get into all of it, but the Rams, too, why weren't they in an, on Alshon Jeffrey? Of all, they they did go get the left tackle, but anyway, let's react to Alshon Jeffrey first. It's, this is a very difficult show for Dave to do because Dave is a scatterbrain, and <laughs> when you start this pulling my brain for you, it's like in all, a yeah, thousand different directions. This show at, shouldn't have a focus. It should no. be, this is happening. Ah, You're right. Great. React to Alshon right. Jeffrey. What's it mean, Clay? I, I, I think for Philadelphia, they get what they wanted out of Doriel Green Beckham. They get it in a guy that we know can do it. And like Cynthia was saying, it's one year. So it's not like this huge commitment to Alshon. But we know for a fact that Alshon is able to have, to even as a large person, get some separation. Yep. He can make plays on the ball. And that's something that you would like for your young quarterback to have. Off the cuff, rank the wide receivers of the NFC East. Go, Cindy. Odell Beckham. <laughs> Odell one. Dez two. You now have Brandon Marshall. So, so you have to, like one, one A. I think Dez is great. Dez in the in the end zone, I, that's just beautiful. So one, two, I guess. Number three, Brandon Marshall. I, I think he's still great. Um, <laughs> it's hard for me. I guess Alshon after that. I, it's It's difficult for me to – well, who we got in, in Well, I don't in know. You know, well, you think about D.C., Probably. and I guess what's interesting about that well, is the Cowboys. There. You know, the Cowboys have taken some law. I assume Morris Claiborne's not going to be back there. That's not the end of the world, although they did a number of years ago, you know, do a lot to get Morris Sterling Claiborne. Shepard. <laughs> How about I mean, that? Yeah. Like, I, I'm, trying, I'm just trying to give Washington a little love here, and I, I don't, I'm not sure – yeah, well, they are going everybody's to resume going. their position as uh, the as the uh, de- uh, the cellar dweller, I would assume. You know, it's been a mess there the last uh, few weeks. 
um, in D.C. So, And I think Philadelphia continues its rise. I know it fell off a little bit with Carson Wentz in the second half of the season. I think they uh, they rise up a little Lane bit further. I think different. the Giants ain't jive. And I think the Cowboys, in spite of a couple losses there, then they also lose uh, Barry Church off the back end. And, that's, and we're just getting going here. But maybe Jalen Smith gives them something. What? Here we go. All right, so we kind of heard rumors going on for a while. It's a AJ Boye to Jackson. Boye. 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 Which is amazing. So Ra- Ian Rappaport Boye. right now, he's coming in with some of the details of the deal. Let's hear it's it looking for like, the uh, Five years. Forty-four million over the first three of those years. Good for AJ. Getting paid. Good for him. And do they keep like Jalen Ramsey out yeah. on the other Jaylen corner? Ramsey, they're a nasty defense. The Jacks sure. continue to be but a good paper team. Who? Who's? What's about the offense? We're not going to worry about that. Their defense is nasty. Well, you know, they, it really does. I know that people said that last year, and let me say this. I said it one year ago, or I said it about 11 months ago, post-draft and post-big uh, spending by the Jags. I said, listen, temper your, in, uh, your, your wild optimism, football America. You are one season premature. The 2017 Jaguars ah, yes. will, in fact, be the good team. I'm not making any predictions here now about where they will rank in the AFC South, let alone in the playoff chase. I do think that they, uh, they they get it right this year, though. I think that, that there were, and you know when the defense is truly dominant, which I mean, how can how can this defense miss with the pieces that they're going to run out there now? That I mean, they're they're nine, ten, eleven deep defensively now. And Calais Campbell is that a done deal yet or no? I think that one's pretty done. I mean, I I mean, I haven't seen a cross as completely done, but it was between Denver and the and the Jags, and I believe Jacksonville gave him more money. I know Chris Harris Jr. is uh is is disparaging Calais, our pal Calais. We won't stand Eesh. for it. He's Chris great. Harris, hey, another pal, DDFP. Do the uh, thing, alumni. Yes, go ahead. I got one. Terrell Pryor. Uh oh. Terrell Pryor. All suspense. Two. two. Visiting the Redskins. It's not official. Oh, Visiting. Got us with a visit, oh, Cynthia. Don't play uh, games. But I had oh, to swear to NFC East. Visiting. Heart. Ain't interest in your pencil. Take out your ink pen or, or shame the devil. And Jabal Sheard is visiting the Dolphins. Oh, come on. Got that this, Jabal Sheard visit in there. <laughs> visits, I, visits, are, visits are pretty – I do like when you can uh, when you can not only add to your team but take away from a division foe. That's what uh, the Dolphins would be yep. doing there. But I also think the Patriots. What kind of impact do you think? I guess Dwayne Allen and Martellus <laughs> Bennett are a wash. True or false? Um, I'm going to go with false there. Correct. Now, who do you think's better? Bennett. Bennett. Martellus Bennett yes. is much better. Well, Dwayne I, Allen's hurt is his bugaboo. It's not that he's. What is it? A, I hate the, one of my, you know, the top 10 things I hate when people say the best type of ability is availability. And it's true. Right. So I suppose <laughs> I, um, I, I think Mar- I, I love Marty great, Bennett. They're, they're both great they're football both great. players. I would prefer Martellus to have Martellus. Better, better. Uh, shout out to my dude, Dwayne Allen. Martell, watch Ma- Martellus Bennett block is like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> got that. I just don't think it's, it's not like a, it's a, not a knock on Dwayne Allen. It's random question. Yes. Take a guess. Is uh, is uh, Rob Gronkowski ever fit and playing 16 games again in the NFL? Cindy, I start with you. So do we have to count the ones where he could sit at like the end of the season when they don't matter? You know what I mean. You know yeah, what no. I, mean. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get hurt. I, th- I think we're, we'll see a healthy. You think he'll be here. fine? Yep. I think that's a horrible bet to take with anybody in the NFL. I guess. But, but I, Correct. I, I do right. believe that Gronk can play. I, I don't think it's like something that he, they're not telling us, like he's got this knee that's about to explode. I don't think it's like that. Yeah. Quick thoughts, and let's see how they stand up. The Jags defense, no matter what else, Blake Bortles never gets fixed. But, again, you can get into human beings' heads and say, listen, for real, Blake, it's long enough now, man. This is the season. Just take care of the ball. That's it. Just just don't turn the ball over. You know, there's it's not it that's not beyond the realm for a professional quarterback to 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 minimize the number of, of turnovers you think create. about I don't think, think that's a crazy now. ask and and uh, with a if you have a truly dominant defense. Think about who's side. there now. Tom Coughlin. I think his impact is being felt already. We've seen these uh, these defensive moves. I mean Tom Coughlin, defense, those two things go hand in hand, right? I also think and and in no way do I think you know, I don't – I'm in no way likening Blake 
Bortles to Eli Manning, but I feel like Tom Coughlin could probably have some ideas on either who else to draft or he probably coming in with a strategy to help make this kind of all gel together because we did see good Blake Bortles at times two years ago and at times this year flashes. But Yeah, true enough. I'll say you, uh, Claybon. I, I think that um, Blake regressed last year, and he's obviously going to need to do some things better. But the way you look at this defense and the way it's constructed – it would be ideal to support the offense that they had when Blake was playing well. Yep. And so the question is, can he get back to that? I'm, I'm not going to close the door on him, but I would like to see Telvin Smith and these guys running around and Jalen Ramsey having this Marcus Peters type of season where he's able to take chances uh, on the ball a, a little bit more when they've got Boye, who I found discovered I've been saying his name wrong for I, I only know because it was months. like in our research packet and I just <laughs> boy yay like, boy yay but uh, I, <laughs> I think I think that's exciting because I, I think uh, Jalen Ramsey could be one of the premier uh, defensive players in the league are you hitting it wait there's a, did I just say this a one's for real. there's about to be a oh we have a was, thing okay Jaquiz Rogers Bucks all right he had a good yeah, two yeah. or three week run there I I don't I don't think that's a bad one at all no Right? Not bad at all. We got to talk Adrian Peterson. The QB carousel is spinning. This might be the most captivating yeah. uh, carousel that we've seen. I'll say this, though. The Jets now have vaulted the Browns as the saddest NFL team to root for because they, it uh, as of nope. Uh, nope. as of this Their recording. What's that? Their colors are better. Well, the Browns pants still do say the word Browns on them, written <laughs> ironically in orange. But, uh, but either way, very strange. I do – I listen – the Browns have not – you've not heard word one from Hugh or anyone else saying, like, eh, maybe we'll dip our toe in the uh, Jay Cutler waters there. You hear the Jets are doing that. That makes them officially a little sad. You know where else I hear the Jets are dipping their toes? This is not confirmed. This is not anything. It's rumors. It is people that I trust rumors, not like Cynthia pulling things out of the air. It's people I trust rumors. But what about that Washington quarterback going to New York? Kirk. You liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I. You know what? Personally, I do not like that. I would love it. But, you don't like that. Um, no, it's fun. It's football. Is it's fun. I I just um, the thing that jumps out at me that I've heard from Jets fans is this willingness to be like, like Master P in that famous video and just drive that tank out onto the court and just throw this whole season I feel away like, yes. to, to get Sam Darnold. You know what I feel like though? What I, I you know, in spite of the Brock Osweiler acquisition, who they're ab- apparently immediately waving now the uh, the Browns right. are. I feel like what they've developed, if nothing else, no matter whatever uh, other kind of mess they may continue to have, I think we're at least I, I'm sensing from the lack of noise around the QBs that are out there and their lack of interest in them that they might be finally learning some discipline. Yes, ideally you would land your QB who's going to be there for the next 10 or 15 years, but if he ain't there, then don't reach to make somebody into that role if it ain't if that guy's not capable of it. And to me, Kirk Cousins would get exposed. If you send him to Sam, well, he worked well with Kyle Shanahan. That's why that fit makes sense. But if you send him to the Jets, you know, with, with get, the pieces they have, are you going to be excited? Kirk Cousins is is not go, is going to regress and be Kirk Cousins. I thought we would see something cool if we saw the Hoyer and Cousins, the, the Cousins and Hoyer reunite, you know, Michigan State people <laughs> playing for Shanahan. I don't know. It's just a better storyline to me if I was going to create a good well, storyline. Well, we talk about that a lot. <laughs> NFL, like anything else, involves human beings. It's uh, right. like m- most other uh, careers. Yes, it is. Uh, those jobs are filled by people and people who have worked together well in the past like That's, to uh, return to that. That's why Kyle Shanahan is interested in getting Kirk Cousins. We'll you, see if it you happens. Said something about, you said something earlier about um, why didn't the – the Rams have any interest in Alshon Jeffrey. My, my very unsophisticated take on this is that I don't believe Alshon Jeffrey wanted to play for less than 14 million, $15 million. And if you kind of look at, if you kind of stack up like where the cap is and where their needs are, if you're going to get that high, highly paid um, wide receiver, you probably, it would probably be acquired through trade. But I mean, I just don't think they have the, the. How long is the Robert Woods deal for, though? Because then it's a matter of years, not like uh, dollar figure right. annually, because they're paying Robert Woods fifteen million dollars annually for. T- it's yeah, thirty nine million dollars and fifteen million dollars. But remember, there's like all these tricks. Like cap is an accounting metric. 
you know, payment is different. Like there, there are two different things. It's not like you say your salary is $15 million a year. We're paying you all 15 this year. That's, that's not, that it's not one for one like that. There's a strategy around cap and amortization of someone's. I don't like paycheck. when it's, I don't like when people take my sports and turn them into math equations. It makes it very difficult. Then you must hate me. <laughs> I don't I get like, it. Puts, it's just over my head. advantage. I'm bad at math. So that's it makes what I'm me here feel for. Like and that's, and that's why we have Cynthia for people that's like, right. like so, us, Dave, who hear numbers and start going. I know. I don't understand. So yes. If you, you, so he, rule of thumb, if you see like these smaller one-year things, it means you've got some cap space. So you see like the Eagles, I think they just signed another one-year deal with a one-year deal with a guard. One wait year. a second. Wait a second. If we're going to oh, do yeah. it, let's do it properly. Do, it. do we have her? Uh, do we have her visor so she yeah, can synthesize it? Synthesize it. This is great. Impromptu. Synthesize free agency and and uh, you know How what it is. How to map the strategy of free agency? It's not NFL free agency for dummies necessarily. <laughs> it's free agency for dumb Dave specifically. All right, synthesize it for us. On. Give us some things to look for, some clues that we may not uh, fully grasp if uh, if we didn't thrive in pre-algebra and beyond. First of all, my ponytail is under the visor. This is for all the females listening. That's pretty amazing feat. Um, kind of hurts. Crushed it. Um, so basically, when you're when you're looking at when you're looking, you're at, like Chris Everett, circa '77. Continue. <laughs> Thank you. Is that the one "Sweet Child of Mine" was written about? Chris Everett Lloyd <laughs> had a song by <laughs> Axl Rose written about her. What? Some like fantasy thing. Like there was like some rumor that it was like. I don't no. know. Who was it about? What's the? What am I wrong about? <laughs> Set me straight. Set I don't straight. know. I don't know what you're talking about now. Maybe it was. Stick to your numbers, sister. <laughs> Maybe Go. it was. No, no, no. I'm sure I'm wrong now. But whatever. Someone <laughs> over. I'm sure I'll hear about it on Twitter. Um. <laughs> okay. So what you want to look at is. First of all, if you look at like where people came from, the strategy, all the stuff, almost half of what you see people report is like posturing, right? So a lot of reporters right now are getting like used to help drive, kind of test the waters and negotiate. So you may hear something floating, something sources say. Blah, inside, blah. I know this is inside baseball, ironically, since we're talking about football. But uh, what pe- uh, so what you're getting at is, and this is uh, kind of known, and I've talked about it. There are different kinds of the uh, breaking news reporter right. types. Right. We have Rap Sheet here. We have James Palmer. We have a handful of other Mike Carafolo. Yeah. yeah. These yeah. guys do that. They all are tied in, and it depends on who you're speaking about. But some of these guys get most of their information from agents. So some of them get right. them from inside the organization, right? So I would argue if they're on our network, you're probably good. But like if they're like certain people that like on on not big, I mean if they're on ESPN, they're on NFL Network. You can you can believe that that's something someone's at least floating out there. But then they're like beat reporters and all these people who sometimes they get fed information from you know an agent or and they're kind of like being kind of pawns and like a negotiation tool because if I say oh there's so much interest in Trumaine Johnson for example the Rams cornerback there's been you know a lot of speculations that he'll be traded and then there's all these rumors 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 and like somehow that gets back to the other the, the other people in the trade partner they're gonna think oh my goodness everybody wants him oh you know they're just trying to drive markets but it's I'm not saying they're trying to do that but like in general I love it I love that a billion dollar operation comes down to uh to dumb Dave or someone in my seat no. saying like I heard this. No, it's, and, it's like they're trying to. They're trying. Get, who are we going to get paid? Let's get somebody paid today, Dave. <laughs> no, right. I, it, I'm, they're trying. It whether it works or not is depends on who you're dealing with. Could I be like charged that. with a fraud felony or anything? Because if no. not, then I want to do it. I want to start uh, trying. Sources to, say fraud felonies are, are the least important type of felony. Sources, <laughs> sources. Just to be like sources you can say. Be president. I've right. heard a couple of actually interesting ones. And right. That's about it. That's all I'm going to say on it. Exactly. I'm classy. <laughs> exactly. But All like, right, so go ahead. So, so these numbers, unlike every other major sport out there, the NFL obviously doesn't guarantee giant chunks of the money, and that's why right. they can wiggle out from under contracts. Organizations can part ways with guys because of right. that phony money. Right. So if you have – if you have, let's think about your monopoly money is $167 million. That That's your cap for the year. Now, there's – dead space in the cap, which means, so for example, Peyton Manning's contract didn't all hit in one year. So they could amortize it, meaning they could spread it out over a certain number of years. And then it, that's a dead cap space. So instead of your 167, now you're playing with $150 million mm-hmm. monopoly money in this case. So your accounting methods aren't necessarily one-to-one with your 
with like the actual thing that you see reported on a wire. Like someone claiming that they're getting 50, like, you know, when, if the deal is for, like Brock Osweiler's deal was right. for something crazy, like 72 million or something like that, and only this much is guaranteed. So I got you. So how deal. does explain this one to uh, to people out there? Because people will invariably weigh in on this stuff, even to me. I'm sure yep. you get hit with yep. it uh, times weigh a thousand. In. Bring it. Tom Brady uh, amends his contract. Yep in a team-friendly way every year. How does he see to it that he still winds up getting his loot? Okay. So there's – Because every big-time QB does this now. Yep. And if you do, Aside from Peyton Manning, ironically, didn't he Didn't he infamously always refuse to never give up a dime that was uh, that was promised him? No, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that part. All oh, know, okay, okay. All Maybe I know I'm is wrong. like the overall strategy is – so there's a signing bonus – so your signing bonus is like like you like everyone who has a job you get a job they get a signing bonus we work here probably don't get a whatever whatever it is wherever yeah. you work you get a signing but you could get a signing bonus in theory and then the rest is your salary and then a certain percent of your salary is like if you play 16 games then you get this much if you play 16 games and you're go to the Super Bowl you get this much and so it's oftentimes the number that's reported on is this like very large number that's if you hit all these different incentives in your contract so you have your signing bonus plus that and then they're like 72 million dollars a year so maybe you know for Brock Osweiler, maybe like two million of that was a signing bonus, and then the rest gets spread out over a certain amount of time. But if you don't hit those incentives, you never see that money. Okay, how, explain then <laughs> how the Patriots seem to always be in a position to add free agents annually. Why isn't? And other teams are good at working the cap. Why you know? Why is it? Why? Uh, what is so tricky? What's so elusive about it intellectually that all thirty-two teams aren't able to figure out the same stuff? Well, I'm going to add something in here. So first of all, they're very disciplined. They don't. When you see the Patriots, they're not. They're they're like see ya if we don't want someone. They're they're not going to what they 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 set a market for the people that they want and they don't overpay. Part of that is like the because they're winning. There's like a there's like a nice self fulfilling prophecy that's like well we want to go to a winner. Teams you know Tom Brady wants to keep winning and I want to keep working with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and all these things. So they 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 make it so that the contracts reflect the the want to be there and the want to win. So it's it's a disciplined strategy. So ultimately what they're doing is they're they're setting a market and they're staying true to it. And then they're if you go past it, they're they're not gonna drive you up with any tricks. They're not you're not gonna see them pay someone twenty one million dollars a year for something. Right, like remember that you know. I, I guess maybe the Washington Redskins, um, the Albert Hainsworth contract is one that people always look to as one that didn't work out. Right, so you wouldn't see you would you wouldn't see the Patriots setting the market for any player at any position. You don't see that happening. But also, it, the whole house of cards wouldn't be possible if Tom right. wasn't willing to make those concessions. Correct. And so I think what what Dave's trying to figure out is. How's Tom getting his money? Tom Brady. The point is, Tom Brady is not some selfless he, soul who's like, "Hey, listen, no, like, if he gets me an extra he's it pass in his signing bonus, he gets it in his signing bonus, okay. which does so when, not hurt." Uh, when you see his annual salary, it's a little bit different than his signing bonus, right? Well, like, again, that returns me to the the question: So why doesn't every team do that? Why, if you have a franchise QB who you you're have to into, be liquid enough to do it, you have to have the right, like, so you have to have the money to be able to do it. And if you haven't been disciplined with your cap strategy leading up to that point, you don't have the mm. ability. To and do so that. it's been 20 years since they've been killing themselves to try to spend money to win. Right. And so since they don't have to do that, anymore. they're like Warren Buffett, and then and other teams are like people who. So it's like an help. example of capitalism itself. <laughs> if if you have the privilege and opportunity to have this money in the first place, if you one can, one team that's hey, unlikely, although see, it's America. Here, here's what's confusing. America. Here's what's confusing. So the Steelers are apparently, according to our pal Aditi Kinkabwala, figure to be more active than they generally are in free agency. Of course, if you look at the raw number, they're already up against it. So where is the wiggle room for, let's say, the Pittsburgh Steelers to go and get somebody? And the second question I have that has nothing to do with that, well, I mean, they're, they're related because they're both uh, about dollars and cap and all that. The Antonio Brown deal makes sense to me. It's good. I'm glad they have Levy yep. and Bell coming back. The assumption, and in fact, the word you hear is that Pittsburgh is working on a long-term deal with Levy and Bell. They better be. Do you think they, they better are? be? Do they you really? Better be. Why do you say better be? In a in a world because, that has running backs uh, a plenty so in the with, draft, why would why would you marry yourself to a guy who has been as dominant as he's been has also been injury prone and in fact has gotten himself in the 
trouble I don't so really Adrian, care about, Adrian, but Adrian, trouble nevertheless by the rules of the league. Adrian Peterson used to set the running back market. He blew it away with like $18 million a year. Did, you saw him not get the end of it being released. That's That doesn't mean he didn't get all of the money that was first reported about him with Adrian Peterson. The next highest paid running back as of right now, I believe, is LaShawn McCoy at $8 million. So you see that's like almost half. Right. So if you're looking at like, okay, and it's all like real estate, how much do I pay my running back? Well, I think I have a running back that's, you know, how much do I pay for my house? Well, I look to see the comparables. And if the comparables say eight million is the highest paid running back, and I think I'm going to reset the market, and now we don't have Adrian Peterson's crazy contract in there, they could set the market at 10 million, which is. Not a lot, considering a wide receiver is around fifteen. Man, million. I'd be the worst. Right? I'd be the worst at this. I would be of no it. value in that. Room. But but here's, be... here's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, we got another one. <laughs> Let's hear. Who we got? All right, guys. So uh, a few. Uh... Is this a good one? I want to know if this is exciting. Probably Emma not. VP gives it a, a sort of a meh kind of no, face. She gives it about a six. So actually, we've we've got a few news and notes here that that have come out with uh, signing. Let's start here. Ian Rappaport, NFL Media Insider. Ian Rappaport. It's nice to have somebody else report this to me. By the right. way, uh, <laughs> saying that the the Browns will in fact planning on cutting Brock Osweiler. So nah. well, that was rumor, but Ian Rappaport's confirmed that that will happen. Also, Ravens running back Kenneth Dixon suspended four games. What? For PED. Um, we also have uh, boy. They were all set based on at least if you believe John Harbaugh a week ago. They seemed ready to just build the whole thing around Kenneth Dixon. And then we also have Micah Hyde. He is heading to Buffalo. Buffalo. Uh, what? What is with the? Uh, uh, what, where do you see the 2017 Packers as they sit right here and now? You know what I think the Packers oh. should do? They should they should trade Randall Cobb now because I don't. I think he's. I think he's. I think. I think they can do better and still get value for him because he's next year's Victor Cruz. That's my hot take. Mm, interesting. He's he's in the State Farm commercials. He's riding shotgun. I, I think he's. I think Randall's going to stick around. I, I think he should. I think they should. I think that he'll stick around. But I think <laughs> if I were them, what I might look at. Are they in a little bit of trouble though, based on uh, on their losses? Now it seems like they're uh, that they're not adding. They're, yeah, they never add. The, with the secondary Thompson. needed help, and, and they're losing it. Maybe they think that they can – I'm sure they have a plan. They have one of the best front offices that I uh, – around. So I'm sure they have a plan. I don't think they're getting, like, misled or, you know, I don't think they're losing. I think that this is probably what they're planning, whether or not it works or not is a different story. But it's what they're planning. But I think the thing that's more interesting was when you saw the, the Mike Glennon news cross that uh, you saw Aaron Rodgers I went on a radio show and said basically, like, let's talk about my contract now, bro. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. I want to hear the horn for what I'm about to say because it's Dude, a hot that. take. Oh. And this is, a, this is reacting to. Are you ready? Yes. I'm not really putting anything behind it. I'm just going to use a, a vague superlative. Okay. I feel like that this Mike Glennon move is a good one by the Chicago Bears. I like the deal. I like Mike Glennon. I think he's fine. I don't think he's <laughs> I don't think fine. he's a, I don't think he's yes. a world beater. The praise is rolling in for Mike I'm telling he's you cuz people everybody's <laughs> making a joke about it. I think this is a good move for them. I think I think Jay Cutler's the greater talent, but by the end of the day with everything around it, what? I think this is I think this is at worst, I think this is a wash for the for the Bears and maybe a mild upgrade. Mike Glennon is not is not atrocious. I, uh, if we could if we could get that all put on a plaque and put on a trophy for Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon was worst, in. Mike, at worst, this is a wash. Mike Glennon okay. was dropped in on the Buccaneers in a dysfunctional situation. You'll remember what was happening there with Josh Freeman, and then he had to take over, and he never got a full run at the gig. And this team was not uh, was not where it is now. I wonder what Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon was fine in in relief. You, I like this, mentioning Josh Freeman there because I don't it, think he's terrible. It, it's something that that I haven't thought about because we're willing to go back at 2013 and look at that and say. Well, looking at 2013, if you extrapolate, you could say that Mike Glennon is going to be good. Why don't people do that for Josh Freeman? Well, jo why don't people do that for Josh Freeman? Yeah. Well, because well, Josh Freeman had his stuff going on the uh, off the field. That's what ran him out of football. It was. It's not his performance well, then, on the field. I, I just. It seems like we're we're reaching. To, to try to and yes I love it. because that I goes back to my my statement my ancient my ancient one of my one of my uh one of my uh, wise one of my wiser statements in the last uh half dozen years 
or questions. In a world of 7 billion people, how can it be so difficult to find 32 humans to successfully play pro football at quarterback? And the answer is it's obviously very difficult because yeah. we can't even really get to 20. In Given that reality, Mike Glennon's fine. That's what not I, a crazy what I'm saying thing is, to pay him $15 what I'm million. Saying is, why do we reach for Mike Glennon but – there's so many other people that we don't do that. Well, with. the Saskatchewan Rough Riders just reached on uh, one Vince Young, who shares a name with the guy from Texas who won the Heisman Trophy, and they yeah. played for the. Why not? So that's the same guy. I just wish everybody got treated the same as Mike Glennon. That's all. That's all I want. If, if we could all be as fair to everybody else as we are to Mike Glennon, that would be cool. My Mike Glennon. I mean, I just I, I think people kind of forget because I, I I don't remember seeing him play very much recently. Like he's like really tall. Like <laughs> like I, it's just a different. Like I, I guess my he's the same height as well, I think actually he's a quarter of an inch taller than Brock Osweiler and the same as Paxton Lynch. Like the it's an interesting kind of those big tall guys. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing or the interesting thing here is that that Bears O line is most of the time tackles are paid more than guards just 31 other te well, 32 teams or 30 teams have tackles paid more than guards in the case of Ryan Pace and the bears, at least last year, I haven't rechecked now with all of the different things last year, their guards were paid more than the tackles, which is a strategy he adopted from the saints. The saints have a different sort of quarterback, Drew Brees, who's actually not as tall and a very more, he can get away from someone running after him, right? He can escape the pocket. He's very mobile. So it's an interesting to me, like potentially, potentially incongruent strategy right. if you have tackles who are and I'm not saying payment is the exact proxy for how good you are but if you're using it as a proxy for how good you are it's kind of an a back an inside out it's an incongruent strategy so to me that that's an interesting one we'll see but the one thing I have heard about Mike Glennon that I didn't hear about Paxton Lynch or Brock Osweiler or anything is that everyone in the locker room loves him He's a locker room dude. Every I've heard nothing but like glowing reports. See, that's things. nice. My hypothesis has been since day one: the reason he, people aren't hipper on Mike Glennon Hip. is because of the punim. They, they he doesn't look like an NFL. He doesn't look like a leading man. Does, I encourage does Brock you to, Osweiler look like he obviously, yes, he obviously Brock Osweiler like, does look like that. Dave, he looks like somebody who could sit on a bench for four years and get fourteen million dollars. Mike so Glennon so doesn't. Mike have Lennon doesn't have the face of a leading man. I'm and this, at it right now. <laughs> this trips people up more than uh, they'd be willing to admit. He I, looks I, that's, fourteen that's my million little, dollars to me. He's listen. You you'll wait and see. You'll but see. People it, love him. They love him. You'll like see. Other he's players love fly. him. He's, There's something to be said for be, that. He's got to be a really nice person. That's true. And listen. <laughs> I, I wonder what his he's going to get for a present for his O line. You know, like they give him all presents every year. I wonder what he's going to get him. <laughs> Maybe he'll be like subscription to the Dave Damashek podcast. Kyle Long uh, raved about what a good guy Cuddy was. They were friends. They would watch Game of Thrones together. Cuddy would pick up a pizza. And uh, and a rotisserie chicken and bring it over to Kyle Long's house. Who doesn't house love a good rotisserie chicken? Yeah. So goodbye, uh, to my Color. I'm sure that's sad for uh, for Kyle Long. What else? What else to to? I, so I think the Bills. I keep saying it, but I think the Bills are going to be much improved. Of course, the ceiling is the roof in the AFC <laughs> East. So long as Tom Brady is there, you know that uh, that's obviously going to restrict how high they can soar. But I do like that team, and I like the Miami Dolphins. Any word on these rumors about Jarvis Landry that what uh, we can? Did you hear? Just that he's being shopped around. What do you know? You think he's he's on the move? Look at that. You guys uh, got Freeland. all this information that I don't have. Cindy Freeland, uh, I know something, and she doesn't want to say it. This is the place. Cindy to say Freeland it, would like to report that Anthony Fasano is now a tight end with the with the Dolphins. Don't give me jive <laughs> about Anthony That's, Fasano. They've got Julius Thomas and Anthony Fasano. Their tight ends are locked up couple of things. Here's a here's another random thought for you. One, the quiet strength of the Cincinnati Bengals during the Hugh Jackson era and just prior to that was the offensive line. They had depth. They had high-end talent, at least based on pedigree. I'm basing that off on. Like most of you, I do not pretend that I can evaluate quality offensive line play by an individual. You really have to sit there and break that down. However, the results speak for themselves. It fell off last year, not coincidentally. So, too, did the Cincinnati Bengals on the whole. Now they lose two more pieces. They lose two pieces from that offensive line now. They are a year further removed from Hugh Jackson. This Cincinnati Bengals team is in trouble. And I think the Cleveland Browns may well even vault them in 2017. How say you, Patrick Clay? It's not out of the question. 
the the Bengals. Gio Bernard, uh, to su- yeah. as if to support my uh, my theory here, tweeted out a sad face. It, well, it was the it was the face with the zipper over the mouth. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, as if like to say means, like, yeah, like I can't say anything, but I this, know so much. this sucks. <laughs> I mean, really, for a guy like Gino, I mean, Gio, who's been hurt. There's your um, quiet stinker in the AFC yeah. this year coming, the Cincinnati you know, Bengals. What have, What happened with all the, like, A.J. McCarron talk? Like, I yes. he was, like, the little, little, little well, quarterback that people want. Now they – I don't – I'm not going to say they need to flip him, but they better – they should try – they should endeavor to flip him and turn him into something at this point, right? If Unless you Maybe, want to fall if, off if, the cliff. If somebody is willing to, to make that move. Well, unless Andy Dalton is the one who you say goodbye to and uh, and reboot with uh, A.J. McCarron if there's somebody out there. Obviously, if we've learned anything, there are plenty of teams desperate for a QB. Yeah. I think if people are willing to do some of the stuff we're seeing <laughs> yeah. for these other guys, you would do the same thing for Andy Dalton, right? Can I, can I ask you a question, Dave? I think Cindy Freeland is ready to say that Andy Dalton may be moved this offseason. I don't think so. No, you don't. I think A.J. McCarron. You do think I think that they'd be smart to flip that. See see what they could get for him. In a world where Dalton leaves the Bengals, would you rather have him or Kirk Cousins, Dave? <gasps> Kirk Cousins. Really? Kirk Cousins has the big arm. When all things are, you know, uh, to me, I always Wait, like. Wait, what what's Andy Dalton's nickname? I don't care what his nickname Wait. is. The BB gun. They don't give people, like, the nickname of yeah. any sort of rifle. Andy Dalton does not have a big arm just because he had red, red hair and it went nicely with uh, red rifle. I mean, I don't think he – I think he has a sub. He has at best a mediocre NFL arm, perhaps subpar. You think Andy Dalton has a subpar NFL arm? Like yeah, I, I, at best, like Do I. Do you say, think Matthew Stafford has a subpar NFL arm? You think Andy Dalton and Matthew Sta- Stafford have no, I'm, comparable I'm to, arm? I'm trying to gauge your. Talent? I'm trying to gauge like who you think has a big arm. Matt Stafford. Does yes. Does Jay Cutler have a big arm? Yes, so certainly. by your logic, you'd rather Jay Cutler than than no, Cousins. No, see now, transitive no, property. No, no, no. Now you're trying to now you're trying to catch me. I I'm just saying that if uh, I'm trying to think of who we started to compare. That's him you. With. That's what you said. No, no, no. <laughs> I would rather have Kirk Cousins than Andy Dalton. Is all I said. Why? Because of his arm. Kirk Cousins is. They're, they're, they they strike me as similar human beings. Is it beings. the looks, Dave? Is it the looks? Dave is like anti- I don't know if cousins. Are, are, I don't know if I'd go cousins. Uh, are, are you looking is over the Andy Dalton in the looks cousins. department? Kirk cousins does look a little bit more like a cherub than is cousins Andy more handsome than Andy Dalton? Yes, is, yes, he's hands down more handsome. I will side with Cynthia. That does not make him. That does not make him a better or worse quarterback. It just means he's better looking. I think they're about. I think they're. I think their no. skill sets are comparable. No. I think their skill sets are comparable. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is has the as the stronger arm. No, well, how is that crazy? How I, I, in what world is it crazy, crazy that I would say I would take Kirk Cousins over no, Andy? No, no. Dalton? I'm, I'm interested no, to look looks, at the metrics. I, the the world that's crazy is that you think that Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins are. You're, you're debating who's better looking. That's what I'm. I, I was just wondering that. if it was a fact. Her cousin is, is without question more handsome. Okay, okay. Than Andy Dalton is what you're A nominee okay. for most overused check bit. MVP has interesting <laughs> thoughts on this subject sometimes. MVP, who's more handsome, Kirk Cousins or the Red Rifle? Kirk Cousins, by far. Easy? Is it easy? Is it not even a question? It's Twitter. It's like a slight question, but he's definitely more handsome. Who would you rather have as your QB? Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's not low. Disclaimer, I'm a Steelers fan. Well, that's not a, you don't have to file that. No, you don't have to file that. I, 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 I think that's not filed as a Steelers fan. Now, let's talk about Los Angeles, which now is home to not one but two pro football teams. I think that, uh, one, the Rams did well to get Andrew Whit- Whit- Whitworth. One of the quieter busts of the last decade, at least, is Greg Robinson. People fell all over themselves when this guy was coming out. What a what a, uh, a remarkable specimen this guy is. He's going to dominate. He's not just going to be a great left tackle. This guy is destined for the Hall of Fame in good health. He's going to dominate, so on and so forth. He has been a tremendous bust. And now maybe you kick him to, to the right or whatever, but that should shore up the offensive line at least a little bit for the Rams. 
But like I say, they downgrade in my book from Kenny Britt to Robert Woods. I don't get the Robert Woods signing on any level. What do you get out of that? What, what What's the point of Robert Woods? What's he ever done to make him worth that kind of loot? $39 million? Yeah, that, that's belief in your scheme. I know, but it's 15 uh, of it's guaranteed yeah, I, and so on. Now, as for L.A.'s other pro football team, I like the way they're operating because they do seem more disciplined. They don't seem to be giving in to the, uh, to the narrative that you got to make a splash if you move to Los Angeles. <laughs> they're just keeping what they already got for the most part. Now, they parted ways with some name guys, but guys who you I, I think we would all – agree we're probably, you know, riding on their name value rather than their performance in 2016. And if they can just avoid being the 2016 Chargers, which is to say, you know, basically who went through pro football's version of a red wedding, if they can avoid that, then uh, I think this team contends in the AFC West this season. How say you, Freeland? Well, I love what they could do in the pass rush. Agreed. I mean, if you also look what the – I think the thing we're kind of forgetting is that they get Keenan Allen back, which is – That's what I'm saying. Huge get. Denzel Perriman returns. I right. Mean, I mean, all over the place. They're going to be getting – Melvin Ingram with uh, with Joey Bosa now. I mean, they, yeah. yikes what they could potentially be. Right. And I think it'll be interesting to see that, like, who they draft, what their strategy is there. I think that they're one of the teams that I've thought have been very – again, they've been showing a lot of discipline this offseason. They, they seem to have a strategy – whether it works or not will remain to be seen and who stays healthy, but I'm, I yeah. think that they're in a good spot. And I, I think, honestly, when you look at the move, because we just recently were able to see the Rams and how the move process went and see in-depth into it with hard knocks, I, I think they're doing better than them in all forms. I agree. You know what? It's funny because cause that's – that's, as, I'm, as I'm speaking, that's, that's exactly what was running through my head. Boy – the Rams, uh, the one thing that they have going for them in, in, for excuses is, well, hey, that move, man. <laughs> you don't want to have to move your franchise. It's awfully hard. But what if the Chargers go, go double-digit wins this year? Now, then they don't have any yeah. excuse. Then what's Les Snead uh, and everybody else hanging their hat on on, on why it didn't work out? I think, in, I think in, that, like, it's, it is something to be said to something like, you know, moving from St. Louis here as opposed to, like, I'll, you know, you're not moving your family that far if you're going from San Diego to – LA so I do think that that's a pretty I do think like everyone I've talked to you're using the time zone excuse no no it's not a time zone it's like a can we go up and look for apartments or do we have to fly out and like do it all in five minutes you know what I mean like I I think there I think there's a lot to be said and also the Rams are very young I think that you know I saw some really cool thing that we had on I don't I can't remember which show was on total access or whatever but there's only like two players that are older than Sean McVay who just turned 31 and we're like, oh, he's so young. So you have to remember, not only is it moving, but it's moving people who are already young, a very young team. So that was, to me, that the Rams, like, that's a real young team. A real, they, They're moving a lot. That, that, to me, was a little different. All right. Well, I, I mean, bottom line for me is I think, you know, that they're, they're a, a question or two on the offensive line for the Chargers legitimately. But if they, if they can – amend that a little bit in free agency and then in the draft. I think that team's uh, that team's ready to rise up there in the in the tough uh, west there. Now, the big question is, speaking of the AFC West, Tony Romo. I say here and now he is not going to be on the Denver Broncos. I know Peyton Manning with the bad neck in the advanced age did make it for a few years there and punctuated it with uh, with the Lombardi Trophy a couple of years ago. But it just doesn't make sense for Tony Romo, as brittle as he is, to go to Denver, Colorado, where it is cold, or at least it was <laughs> until Al Gore uh, invented uh, global warming or whatever. Oh, wait, no, that is real, as it turns out. The... Well, not according to the United States government. Carpenter. No, but I mean, you know, to, to rational people. Yeah. People yeah. get that. But anyway, I think it still gets cold there in December and January. It doesn't make Makes sense on that level. The state of the offensive line, unless, you know, wildly fixed up. I don't know what assurances John Elway. This thing about, like, John John Elway gets it because he's a quarterback, so he'll know how to talk to Tony Romo. Like, all right, well, Tony Romo. I mean, is a different language. Not that susceptible to what to, to, to being wooed by John Elway. I, you know, I play quarterback too. Well, oh, well, then I got to go to wherever you want to. I mean, the offensive line doesn't look good. How are they going to tell Romo, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to fix this oh. thing up as soon as you, uh, as soon as you, the Texans are the place for him to go. I think the Texans are where he will be. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, he'll already be on the Houston Texans or I'll have have egg on my face. However, the 
Broncos apparent pursuit and you know there's enough noise to to um validate that they have some interest in Tony Romo. Talk about busts very quietly. It's only one year, but what's going on with Paxton Lynch? Remember everybody was so hip on Paxton Lynch a year ago and Jerry Jones lamented not taking him when he had a chance, winds up with Dak Prescott, but Paxton Lynch like, what, what, what's going on? Why is he not ready to roll? This is the 21st century. If you draft a quarterback in the first round, he, the, the assumption is, oh, he's going to be ready to go in his sophomore year. Apparently not so in Paxton well, Dave, Lynch's case. Dave, they're, they're, they they got to try to win, man. What are you talking about they, try to win? Teams that put had, in a quarterback win, would, would, they put had, in a rookie or so. The Cowboys did all right with their rookie QB. Well, yeah, they, they had Trevor Simeon. They felt like he was in a better position to get them wins, and they had the defense already in place. They were coming off a Super Bowl win. I'm just saying it's a little – it's kind of unfair to Paxton, uh, man, to crush so, him after so here, playing. Here's well, then why are the Well, then why are the Broncos so interested in, in getting somebody else to come in there? Because so they, Anybody they but Paxton, now. apparently. So you remember when, like, obviously they picked really low in the draft, and with the rookie pay scale, if you you're kind of smart to like pick a quarterback in that first round because if he does turn out to be the man, then you get him for a fifth year as opposed to having to pay him after the fourth year. So in on some level, maybe it's a strategy decision to say, okay, we think we can get the number one and number two guys that we want for our team in the first in with where we're picking in the first two rounds. So it is smarter to, for to pick it in the all first right, round the all right, round. you could do you could say that, but. Do you think if you could go get into the time machine, or more importantly, John Elway could get in the time machine and go back to the draft, would he still take Paxton Lynch, or would he instead but, get but, an offensive lineman? But that's lineman? every team. Every single team on this planet would go – well, not every pick, but they'd go back and be like, yeah, I could have done that one better. There's, you know, there's always one that – like, no one's perfect at picking, right? They're, like, if everyone was perfect at draft picking, it would be very different. And, and I think it goes to the point. But that's two different things, though. Because if Paxton Lynch was as good as they thought he was going to be, then he would be. they would be saying right now, yeah, Paxton's our guy going uh, into 2017. Yeah, he's ready to roll. Has a year under his belt, learned at the knee uh, for the most part from Trevor uh, Simeon, and, but now it's Paxton's team. You don't hear, any, you don't hear anything about Paxton Lynch. You don't hear, uh, Simeon might get traded elsewhere. And they might not wind up with Romo, and then all of a sudden it is Paxton Lynch. And what's the message to that guy at this point? Hey, man, this guy might be going. We, to the we, did, everything, game, so you, we did everything. We did everything. We did everything to to not have you be our starter. But well, here we are, Paxton. Go get him, fella. I I think it it plays into what you were saying about speaking the quarterback language. I think the argument that you could make for Romo and John Elway is John Elway can say to Tony Romo, Tony, this is the plan that we have. I followed the plan. I'm John freaking Elway. I'm bulletproof. I'm not going to get fired. That works man. well. That or didn't like, work did out. That really doesn't think... work out as well for the Lakers when they try that. Like, well, we're the Lakers. You <laughs> should come be here. We're, but, we, but we did a lot of good but stuff. But what I'm saying we is playing. John Elway can say, do you trust my John Elway Super Bowl champion plan or do you trust Rick Smith's plan? But last year, do, last year this time, would you have ever even thought Tony Romo would be available? Because last year this time – we, you did not know who Dak, Pre- or I guess after the draft, I guess once we had kind of the teams in place, you didn't, you did not think that it, Dak Prescott came out of nowhere, right? All right, maybe, so, maybe so, I'm beating a dead horse. Because and, the point is, which is, like, is good since we're talking about a Broncos. There we go. I didn't mean to. I, Boom. I <laughs> Boom. Gotcha, John. I d- listen. No, <laughs> maybe I'm beating the dead horse though. But again, um, what about a live one? Tony Romo. It, it, Tony Romo is an imperfect solution if you're the Denver Broncos. He's 36. He's brittle. You don't but, have a but, good offensive line. But that's, a, that's assuming there is a perfect solution. Do they, do right? They, you have you have to deal with the solutions potentially available to you. It's not like they can say, you know what, we want Tom Brady. Let's go do that. You know, like right. Like, if so they could get Tom Brady, then of course, all right, Paxton Lynch, learn from uh, no, learn but, from but twelve. The, but my point you're saying is, learn, learn. To, hey, Tony Romo may or may not make it. We may or may not deal Simeon. If all our other uh, attempts to to have a good quarterback fail, you're our guy. You started this argument by saying that there's not thirty two people who are good enough to be what you would what you would hope they would be as starters in this league, right? So you're you have to create a solution based on the available options that you have to you. And again, you probably, who knew Tony Romo was going to be available? Like who knew, who knew what would go on with that? So I guess to me, it's like, well, maybe now they're thinking, okay, we'll push Paxton out 
one more year. Well, maybe we'll deal Simeon. You've heard potential for that situation to happen. Then we'll give you know Paxton Lynch a chance to learn from Tony Romo because learning from Trevor Simeon is different from than learning from Tony. Let's Romo. round it out with this: the Bills wind up with Micah Hyde, like we say. I think he's pretty versatile. Boye to the to the Jags. I'm reading through it. Uh, Deshaun Jackson confirmed to the Bucks now. Revis is now loose. We'll see if anybody follow uh, uh, grabs him. I can't imagine any team's going to pay him the eight million dollars that he's expressed he wants to play another season there, but we'll see if he lands. I wouldn't mind as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan to see him wind up back in Pittsburgh. They have, they've had precious few of those. It's always a nice story when the local kid from Aliquippa, it'd be great to see him do that, but not for $8 million, but if he's willing to take a, a sweetheart deal to finish things off in the black and gold and end his pro career in Heinz Field where he started uh, as a Pitt Panther, that would sure be fun. But let's go real fast here. Ooh, my, Manti Teo real going quick. to the Saints. I like that because he, oh. you know, that makes sense. The, the, the trade? No, no, no. No, no, no. He's visiting the Saints. I'm sorry if I uh, misstated that. Yes, he's visiting the Saints, but I like that because it's – you know, oh. saint equals afterlife. And, you know, he, yeah. Manti Teo likes those kind of things. Yeah. You know, he likes uh, ghosts and stuff like yeah, that. What's Notre Dame. New Orleans. It's a yeah, whole mystical connection. There. Well, New Orleans, too. You know, <laughs> those graveyards. They, those things are for it. Those <laughs> things are haunted, too, in New Orleans. <laughs> that, he'll he'll, he'll yeah. love it there. Oh, my God. You, what a Someday you're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to tell you that one of the, my goals in life, and it has to. It, it's a very similar story. I'd like to actually. Be Do you know what bums me out? I pitched right after Terrell Owens didn't get into the Hall of Fame. I pitched around to the bosses. Let me go out shopping with uh, To, and uh, we'll shop at a high-end uh, men's fashion <laughs> store for a gold jacket. And they said, Nah, let's not do that. And then To goes and does it, and. Uh, and it gets a great Miss, huge missed opportunity. I know what fun. See, that would have been funny. All right, let's round it up with this. Where's Colin Kaepernick playing in 2017? Whoa, whoa, whoa! We got one. Got one here as we're trying. Is it to, Cap? We're working around. It is not Cap. This is big news out of New England area. Boston Globe reporting: Julian Edelman and Adriana Lima have split. Friend of DDP. Oh my God! Julian he sat Edelman here and told her single. she was a great lady and great lover and everything else, just like two, three weeks ago. Julian Edelman. Okay. You don't care. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What, well, you don't care. I mean, I actually. So I have a theory. Of, I'd like to be blissfully ignorant. Like I like to think everyone's really, really good. So if you don't know like much about them, then you can like imagine that they're kind of good, right? So. Don't want to know good or bad anything. Just rather just watch them play football. So you know something bad? No. About Adrian Lima? No, I'm sure they're great. But the problem is, is you have to take the bad with the good. So if you know something good about someone, like oh they're dating, this is great. Right. You also then you're leaving yourself open to know something bad. I I like to know everything because I don't. Because then Not when like somebody it. sucks, I can know that they suck, and then I don't have to care about them anymore. Oh, it's Le- <laughs> uh, You're saying that's because she wants children. Lima wants kids. Yeah. Adelman doesn't. TMZ is reporting that yes. Lima's like, let's make a they, baby. They've got inside information. Edelman Literally. says no. I'm not. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready for an, another generation. I have a little bit of Julian Edelman fatigue right now. I to agree. be honest, coming out of the Super Bowl, I, I could. Um, I you could, hear about his catch he made in that Super Bowl? Yeah, he made a catch in the Super Bowl. I could one. use less. I should Julian go back Edelman. and watch that. It was a good one. Don't you dare talk that way about my friend Julian. Julio, I, Julio's I, catch was better in every capacity. It was the best catch of, of that Super Bowl. See, now you want to make me – I was about to end the show, and instead you want to open up Wait, conversation. Why, why argue, completely we, subjective why conversation. argue facts? And like, that's where I need I to like. pick our favorite, like, free agent thing so, move so far? We're going to. Colin Kaepernick <laughs> is playing where, Cindy? Nowhere. Nowhere? Backing someone up. Okay, fine. He's Where's he back up? Joe Starkey of the tri- uh, of uh, the Trib in Pittsburgh. Joe and, uh, Mixon is going to be on a radio show I go on. Colin and I'm not – right. Will you, that's, Cindy? That's it. That's all. Real talk. Will if uh, what? Let's say your Lions, who could use a running back. What if they take Joe Mixon? Will you support this move? Nope. You won't like that. Nope. I. Laybon, where do you come nope. down on on uh, on the moralizing of that? No, I, I mean that just just what I said. That I believe that Cap might not be on a team for simply saying things. And Joe Mixon will be on a team. There's, and I mean, that's all you if need he's to know about the there, moral status of the National Football League. As names, when people recognize, as the as teams start taking 
running backs off the board and you get into that place where it's not even close. Not when it's not when you're talking Dalvin Cook or just when, when you get into the places when it starts to get there and you're like, well, clearly Joe Mixon is a better football player yep. than that running back that just went off the board in the third round and fourth round. Someone's going to get scutchy and someone's going to draft him. And it's funny, not funny, haha, but the way that these things go, the conversation is now not on the moral. Nope. Uh, the morality for morality's sake of having Joe Mixon on your team. Rather, what team is going to say, this is going to be a PR nightmare for us, and we're ready to deal with that. Yeah. Like that, it's not really right. about, it's not really about like, we don't like that he did what he did to right. a woman. Rather, we we can manage our way around that or not is kind of missing the point of it. And I'm, I'm so kind of with you, Sid. I, I believe I in I'm second chances. I believe in being given the darkness. opportunity to, I believe in getting the opportunity to be better as a human being. I know I've done things wrong in my past. When I was 20, I would like not to be judged on everything that I've done wrong as well. However, it's an opportunity, not a, not a right to play in the NFL. Right. And in just the same way that he, some teams going to draft him, that's great. Good for them. Or, you know, whatever they want to do that, that I have the same right to be like, eh, yeah. over it. And you can agree if to me, there's no difference. If, if you say, well, we drafted him in the fifth round. So that's not no. as bad. if he's on these, if he's on your team, he's on your team. And I, I that, loved I how yesterday he, we got, we listened to all the Oklahoma. Right. That's what it turns into is this value assessment. Right. Like, that's well, yeah, but we had to, I mean, we were sitting, it was the sixth round. What did you want us to do? Yeah. Like either, either have a hard and fast. Right. I think in it, a way I'd almost have respect you more if you're like, I well, of course think, he has a first round grade. So we're taking him in the first right. round instead of like, well, what, what right, did you expect us to it. do now? Right. right. Because optics, like optics is the dumbest thing in the world that, that we care about. It's like, well, you know, it might look like, like, how do you feel about this? Right. What's the statement that you want yes to make no. about this? Mm-hmm. And then we go off of that. Right. But this idea that's like, oh, well, we have to do this because people might feel. Right. This. Then it's, it's so a business stupid. decision. That what you're what you're then saying to the fan base in the world is, well, we didn't like the risk involved in taking a guy who has this nasty past with a first round pick and paying him that and everything else. But with a six-round pick, low risk for us, and we'll deal with the mess that may that may or may not come. My last thought on this is that I think that you have to you have to like I understand that anything that happened in Oklahoma is not really anything to do with the NFL. But like, there is a bunch of kids who are graduating from Oklahoma and looking for jobs, and they're going to go look for a lot of jobs, and it's going to be hard to find job. It's hard coming out of college to find a job. It's very hard to come out of college find a job that pays you four hundred thousand dollars guaranteed. And I think that if you look at those kind of things and you look at what are you what are you valuing here and why are you valuing it? Like I just I choose to like I'd rather like give someone a job that to be an intern for me for you know what like something like that then I, I yeah, and I understand there's a difference between Joe Mixon's talent and some other guys, but there are enough there happen there's to enough, be plenty. enough human beings that can do it successfully. Or there's back. 31 other teams right. that decide not to. Right. That's just, kind yeah, of why, why do so you want that? Why if do you, my Lions why, still want me to be a fan, please don't do it. I know you've met with him. The, the bottom line is a great w- uh, uh, the word to apply to a team that would, is desperate. If you're that desperate that you that, or you don't care. No, the the word to apply is that I guess. you apathy, you, right? You don't you don't care, and yeah. I get it. You're trying to make money, and you don't want to be the GM that passed on this guy who became a ten year, two thousand yard rusher a year, whatever. Like, nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> I for my for my part, I would like to see Colin Kaepernick land with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would love a change of pace kind of guy like that as a backup to sure. uh, to uh, Roethlisberger. What I we'll want out of my backup, I've said it before, I'll say it again isn't a guy who just uh, who is a poor man's version of your starting QB right. who can just come in and, and and you take a little bit out of the playbook but otherwise he, he he's ready to roll. I like the curveball guy. I like a guy like, "Oh, you're prepared for this guy? Deal with that guy." Now, you didn't see him. It's like go going you 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 the other team um, having an all righty lineup to handle your lefty, and then in the uh, sixth inning, like, yeah, here, here you go. Now we're yeah. throwing a righty at you. What are you going to do with that? Yep. And people talk regression. Uh, Caps 2016 numbers were better than the 2013 numbers that people are going so crazy about for Mike Glennon. Right. So I like that. that. I just think he's going to be a. I just think he's going to be a backup. I yeah. don't know. I no, heard. I mean, but so when there's it all no shakes for him out, to be out of the league. See, I but, think RG three, but, but not. He's not going to be the starter somewhere. I don't right. think. I well. Yeah, I, you know, I I think it's funny to me that there aren't teams out there that aren't seduced by what they saw from him at, le- at least enough 
and the whole kneeling during the national anthem thing, which was an act of patriotism in my book. But, yeah, right. uh, but um, also you're that's you can do whatever like that's freedom of expression. Yeah. So it's patriotism, <laughs> right? But apparently, right. It's, uh, he's it's, a, but yeah, when you combine that act with a public forum it becomes right. patriotism which is it seems like it's easier for some people to rationalize beating a woman than it is to rationalize having a conversation about the things that cap wanted to talk about last year right um and by the way i'll say it again just because uh the the feedback on it uh, from malcolm jenkins and people beyond uh really enjoyed our conversation we yep. talked plenty of hooey and applesauce but uh he i'm really a thoughtful guy and uh weighed in on all this stuff uh, colin kaepernick and beyond and his personal protest with the eagles and we got into all of it chip kelly and he has some interesting thoughts about that dig that one up at nfl.com slash ddfp uh if you'd be so kind and uh, and watch that and thanks for the good feedback on that one all right, that's it. Is that enough MVP for you? Bartlett, yeah, you're content so. with it? We didn't even mention your bum Chiefs. He's good. What about Romo to the Chiefs? That was one rumor we heard a week or so ago. You don't like that one. Talk about a slap in the face. Alex Smith. You're bringing in Romo, Andy Reid? Thought we were friends. All right, listen, we'll be back uh to put a bow on the first few days. See, I just let it go. I don't even I don't even acknowledge the music. Anymore. I just talk and <laughs> talk and talk. And you make it right behind the glass. All right, let's now you can play the music. I'll get it right here. Okay. Cynthia Freeland, Patrick Claybon, Ryan Bartlett, Emma VP, and you, the Czech Republic. The state of the Republic is strong. Let's keep it that way. Download, subscribe, all that jazz on iTunes, Stitcher, and beyond. We'll be back at the start of next week for you to put a bow on those first few days of free agency. Till then, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.